What's going on? We are back at it again with the High Buttenders Podcast. It's your boy Jarrell, and you already know I got my road dog, my partner in crime, Rocky. What's the deal? Here's my ASMR for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's good, man. You know, yeah. living the life uh, this weekend. Uh, this week that just passed was MJ BizCon, MJ Bizcon so it was, it was very busy. For those of you who don't know, MJ BizCon is one of the largest cannabis expos in Vegas. So it, it is the largest the cannabis expo in the country. So it was a lot of fun. Speaking of really great fun things happening in Vegas, you'll never guess who we got on this show today. This is a dude. This is probably about a year in the making. I'm gonna be real honest with you, yeah. Because I I heart her every time she comes around. She just lights up the room, and it makes a lot of sense because Mm -hmm. this is like her field is the media field. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I want. I am so excited to introduce Miss Love Doctor Tasha K. What's going on? Hello. I hope everybody is having a love field day. What's going on? Man, it's been a crazy week. You were supposed to do MJ Biz, right? And then you got caught up with fam because, listen, mm-hmm. family comes first, Absolutely. right? Family is very important. Um, it's a core value to our essential being. So um, I really was like battling, like lose my money. And go and miss this experience and have this connection with all these people? Or do I just kick it with the fam? It was my mom's birthday. So my sister and them just said at the last minute we were going to cook dinner and hang out and have some drinks and chill. So that's what we did. Um, I know that was probably more important to the soul. Oh, know? my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Listen, it goes up, it comes by every year. And if you had to ask me. You did the right thing, yeah, in my sure. personal opinion. Yeah. So let's talk about maybe, this. Maybe they'll give me a little pass for the next year. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. just putting that in the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I transfer this to next year? Right. <laughs> can I just get a you know a little credit? You know I wasn't there. You <laughs> yeah. see this face. <laughs> Real facts. <laughs> but you got a bunch of things going on. And yeah. I wasn't even privy to half of what it is that you do. Because I know that you're on the radio. Yeah. Right. So explain to the people what it is that you do, Tosh. Um, bringing up the radio, I am a radio host on Hot 702.5 FM. My show is called Let's Talk Love. And I have a beautiful co-host, Miss um, Beauty on the Beat. And we talk about matters of the heart. Like we talk about things that are important. We talk about things that we're having conversations about, but nobody's having a solution with this conversation. So we try to find solutions to love based things like, and love is essential. So all of my, all of my services, my company is love based. Um, I do everything out of love with love. Love is the key. My company is called keys royalty house of love. So you, every, every key opens a door, right? So if this is the house of love, this is where you need to be. Yep. Absolutely. But those, you wear many hats with that too, right? Cause yes. you, you're like, in the relationship, uh, kind of, you help people out there, and then you're a doula. I am a postpartum doula. So this is how I say it, right? This is how I say it. So okay. I am a restoration life coach. A restoration life coach is the person to help restore you 
back to your authentic self. So it's to restore you with self-love, get you ready. So once you love yourself enough, you can be go out there and find the love that you deserve, that you require, you know, what, what it is that you want. You looking for love, but you know what kind of love that you want. That's what we find out from within, right? Right. So then you become a couple and you're dating and you want to like get to know each other a little bit more on a more deeper level. So I will become your essential relationship coach. Okay. Okay. So because relationships are essential, they are something that we need in life and we all need to be honest with ourselves about that. And we can't be honest with ourselves because we done already did the work on ourselves, right? So, and then when you're ready to get married, I'll be your officiant. Okay. You feel me? What? So, and then time for honeymoon, you know what I'm saying, and your wedding planning, I got you, because I'm a travel agent. I've been a certified travel agent for probably about 15 years. That's my first, that's my first company, my first love. But, um, yeah, so, and after you have your baby and get your life set up and everything like that, I'll help you with your parenting plan and get your, you know, how are you going to raise this child? I love you when you're pregnant, but I do postpartum doula work. So we just become the village that everybody needs. Like we can have family, you have friends, but sometimes people don't have the time to come there and be there for you. And it's more so for the woman. I knew that whoever has the child, that's more so who we cater to, but we cater to families. But the mother has to have a proper healing process. There's no way around it. You have given birth to a new person of the earth. Every person that's here has come through the legs of a woman. So we need to pour back into the care that they need after they have that child so that healthy parents can raise healthy children. You know what I'm saying? It's true. And, you know, honestly, I feel like when you're in relationships that are not healthy with, you know, for you and you have a child and you do have postpartum, nine times out of 10, these women just suck it up and try to deal with it on their own. You know what I mean? When they, you, it's okay to feel the way that you feel after you have birth and it's okay to talk about it. And if you're not getting the, I feel like if you're not getting the reaction, you 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 feel like you should be getting as a mother, find it elsewhere. So you're important. Honestly, mm-hmm. to me, there's so many people that I know that after they had a baby, they just got postpartum depression. Don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Don't know they have it. And don't know because they're super happy until the minute you go to visit them (laughs) and then their life falls apart in front of your very eyes and you're like, how come you didn't call me? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you tell me? And that's because the most personal relationships in their lives are not working out. Yeah. So they don't even bother to go to the next level because they're like, the person who should love me the most should be the one that's taking care of me, right? Don't you see something is wrong with me? Right. Because I don't see that something is wrong with me. So it's kind of hard for people to articulate what's going on with them. So I understand the power of a professional. But at the end of the day, I do feel like if you have these core relationships and they're built with a foundation, you can tell if your partner is off. But the father also goes through postpartum as well. Yeah. There's a whole process that they're going through too. So by them not knowing... Well, shit, I don't even know what's wrong with her. I don't know how to help her, you know, and she don't know how to tell him what's wrong with her because they will never understand each other unless they understand each other. Yeah. What led you or motivated you just like to start offering these services? It's always been me. That's the funny part. Like really looking back, manifestation is real. So. I would always like give people relationship advice or people will call me for advice and I would just joke with them and be like, make sure you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Tip the love doctor. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so once I would do that, and then when I got in college, so I started off in college, I'm going to be this businesswoman, I'm going to be in accounting, and I went to school, I did great, I moved to Vegas, they took none of my credits. I was like, oh, fuck all of y'all, Damn. right? So... Now I'm going to try a new degree. But I was like, you know what? I thought I thought accounting was my passion. I went back and I was like having panic attacks. I know I needed some refresher courses. But my friend was like, well, you already into like the therapeutic stage. Why don't you try to go that route? And I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. But so I took human services because human services is an umbrella. And I'm studying the behavior of humans. Like I'm studying us. And um, I could go any route once I decide what I want to do. So I did that. Take the classes. They was like a no brainer. Like I probably didn't take my not saying didn't take my classes serious, but it took me maybe two years into my degree until my teacher pulled me to the side and was like, you're really like my best student. Like I rock with you, she said. But you're answering the questions 100 percent correct. But you have zero textbook in your answer. And I was like, what? She was like, you didn't read the book because you knew the answer. You looked at the question. You knew the answer. You answered it and went on about your business. And that is exactly what I had been doing. Right. I might look up something mm-hmm. real quick, like, you know, like, oh, what is this? What the, okay, now I know what this is. I know how to answer it. And I was like, okay, okay. I got to get the professional part of it behind it. So You had a little coming to Jesus yeah. moment with your teacher. Yeah. yeah. That's probably, like, the biggest thing I hate about school. Like, if I know this shit, I know this shit. Like, why do I have to go by the textbook. But you gotta have, she's like, you got to have, yeah. just put a couple words in there, please. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got you. Uh, According to the textbook. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, I think that was a hard transition, but I'll give you an example. Tina was telling us that she was in a situation, Tina from the chamber was talking about how she was in a situation where she was in a room with gentlemen that, and, and ladies that were talking politics and she thought she knew enough. But when they got to the heart and the meat and potatoes of the politics, she was a little lost. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's good to know, but sometimes it's really good to know, know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. From textbook, because especially honestly, and this is the way I always felt, even growing up and being in a professional in this industry as a minority, you... I feel like I have to do my due diligence because I don't want to skip a beat around any kind of situation. You know what I mean? And I think I always felt like that because in Chicago, it kind of, you know what I mean? Some situations kind of make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, so I completely understand what you were saying as far as the textbook wrote. And then how did you end up getting into the doula part of the situation? You like that <laughs> The reason why I asked this is because I'm going to tell you why. We just had a grandbaby, right? And these, like, my daughter and my wife are a little silly. They, they're crazy about the baby situation, let me tell you. <laughs> so they had looked into, like, 48 different birthing methods and shit. So I was like, what happened to the hospital and the doctor that stands there and does, you know, like the football receive, Surprise! you know? Yeah. Um, and she was like, we want the best. We want yes. the best for her. And so explain. So when she told me this, she goes, you know, doulas are great. And she kept bringing this up. And now I feel uneducated on it. Mm-hmm. So explain that to me. I'm Do you too, know? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. So, um, the funny part is, you know how like somebody may ask you, what did you want to be when you grow up? 
And you kind of lose that throughout life. And somebody said it to me in my adult life and it just flew out of my mouth. I was like, I'm going to deliver babies. And I was like, holy shit. Like what happened to that dream? Like what happened to that goal? What happened to that vision? Not thinking, like I said, manifestation is real. So not thinking about it while I'm in college, I had to take a, um, a sexual education course. Um, and they, we did a port course on doulas and birthing. Well, it's all throughout the transition of life, but getting to the core of birthing. And I took this course and I'm listening to these ladies talk and I had to watch a video. It was the video and it was crazy because I was on a crisis trip in Miami, but I got homework to do and I got my headphones in. I'm watching this video and it's talking about postpartum psychosis. And it's talking about the level of care that we're lacking. So I realized right then and there, like it was just instantly in me. I emailed these two ladies. They were still in the classroom. I emailed these two ladies. I need information. I need to get it to this. I want to find me a certification and I got certified all within the next two weeks because I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, but I didn't want to deliver babies anymore. I wanted to help mothers after they deliver the baby. So a doula is the person who comes there and they are your representative. They take care of you. If you go to the hospital, you can create a birthing plan with them and you have that person as your ally. They stand up for you. They help you. They comfort you. They make sure that if you go there and the doctor say, well, we want to go ahead and give you a cesarean. They see this, this patient is in too much pain. We want to just go ahead and give you a cesarean. You have a birthing plan and a doula there. She does not want a cesarean. That's something right. totally different than a midwife. A, mid, a doula is the assistant to the midwife. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's. Yeah. I we can't I, deliver yeah. babies, but we're an assistant to them. Gotcha. But with me, postpartum doula, um, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there up when you have the baby all the way to three to four, six months, depending on how much time you need after you have the baby. So I can help you with your birthing plan to get things together before you have the baby. And we can have a plan in place for the second you come home with the baby but i it's always uh, as the basis right because yeah. every mother doesn't need the same exact thing every mother doesn't have the same as i care so if you have somebody with nobody there you know we have a lot of single parents have children alone that helps you set into depression fast then you come home with this new baby you're like well shit so i did a survey while i was in my certification i was asking new mothers hey so what does the hospital teach you before you leave they like um they tell you this is you should breastfeed like this, and then they give you this pamphlet, and then you out the door. Do they check your mental? Do they check your physical? Do they know who's gonna be there when you get there? What if you don't know how to make a bottle? Like it's so many small things, but there's you're taking care of a brand new human, and they need to be taken care of correctly. Right. So these kind of ser what's really smart about what you offer is that all of these services kind of work in conjunction with each other mm -hmm. over a passive time, right? So getting into a relationship, having children, having the child, right? And then afterwards, you know what I'm saying? You're still helping people. Yeah. And then when you do have the child and you all need that vacation, that sweet ass vacation. I got a mommy and daddy plan out this world. Mommy, <laughs> mommy, mommy plan out of this world. We get mother makeovers. Like we do the whole jug because we want you to remember that you're still a woman. You're still a man. You're still a husband. You're still a wife. You're still a wife. You're still a wife. You know what I mean? You did have this child, but that's not your only child. Right. You have to remember who you were first. So we let you get through the healing process. And then when you feel up to it, like you may need that intimate time to get away. I host a mean exotic date night. 
Ooh, <laughs> talk <laughs> about details, that. Details, I love Dr. details, details. I'm prescribed in love yes, like way out here. Details, details. <laughs> so it is called Erotic Date Nights, Women's Love Doctor, and you are using all five of your senses. We add a sixth sense, which is emotion. And your main sense will be to listen, which is communication. But the erotic flair is kind of everything else. I'm really not involved at that, but I do provide the kit based off of your answers, what you guys like, the way you talk. The What, what are you looking for? Do you need to increase intimacy or do you just need to increase um, communication or do you just want to have fun with one another? When you say you're like, not involved with that, what you mean? Because I mean, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna set oh, you up, you, right? Oh, you, oh, okay. And then I'm gonna leave. You're not involved in the. Yeah, the intimate part. It's okay, an exotic you, date gotcha. night, but I'm gonna leave the exoticness to y'all. Okay, but okay, you gotta okay. do it, and I want you to report back. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I gotta know what you got out of it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think too. It's. When you find the right person that's not going to judge you, this is their thing, right? You feel more comfortable <laughs> opening up about it. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not going to roll out at work and be yeah. like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just not me. You know what I'm saying? That's not like, how it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. You know, I get a little shy. I'm one of those people that are shy. Not to say that it doesn't happen because guys have told me and women told me their experiences in life and mm-hmm. I'm opening to oh, listening and doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and it love it. But, you know, <laughs> People just talk to me, though, so they already talk to me. We might as well just go ahead and get with it. So I host the Lust Talk Love, where it is an open forum conversation, and people do get to talk about things that matter to them. So what the beauty of it is, is everybody's learning from each other. So my very first one, which is my baby I did, was Let's Talk Love in Men. It was me and about 10 men. There was wow. two ladies that were there. They couldn't talk. They couldn't ask questions. It was not their conversation. This was a conversation with me and these men. And when I got the feedback of the, the event, they was like, I felt heard. I felt appreciated. I felt understood. Because it's let's talk love. If you're saying that we can't coexist, we can't love each other, we don't know how. Okay, well, let's find out. Tell me. Right. Tell me how you want to be loved. So then I did let's talk love and women. And there was only one guy in the room and he couldn't talk and he couldn't ask any questions. But he said it was like mind blowing. He was like, I didn't know y'all went through all of that. Exactly. So if we come together and have the conversation, maybe we could really understand one another and love and coexist. Man, that's dynamic. Because usually with the love stuff, really, in all honesty, even when you listen to like those little love hotlines in the middle of the night, you don't hear a lot of men getting on. Yeah, the wire. You know, they're I mean? like they're like putty in my hands, though. I love it because, like, I did one. Um, let's talk love with couples in business, right? You're in business together, and your couples. Like, how are you coexisting? And when I pitched it, the lady was like, "Let's do it right now. We on it, <laughs> right?" Because her and her husband, she said they were forced to be in a, in business after COVID. She's like, "We had our own careers, our whole entire marriage, so there was no issues. Now we both the boss, right? Like, how does this work?" And the men are like, I ain't going to be talking. I ain't gonna. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a man right now who's like, I'm ready to be on your radio show. I got a week. I'm ready for the next talk love because I got some stuff I want to talk about. And I was like, mm-hmm, I know you do. That's, <laughs> That's dope because we, I, I think, I think a lot of women conserve from understanding the male perspective. I think a lot of times, uh, this is the way I feel because listen, I'm a lesbian, but I, when I, when I talk to my dudes, like when we talk, it's like we open up to each other. We have moments, right? 
it's not going to be the kumbaya that you usually that I usually have with my girlfriends. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But and it's it's much shorter. Yeah, A woman yeah, could yeah. talk about one situation 24 hours. Men are like, let me just tell you this real fast, yeah. and then it's like 10 minutes, and then after that, you're drinking beer and, and talking you about. You usually gotta read between the lines too, because they're not gonna right. be like just yeah. like, oh yeah, this is this. You gotta. They're gonna like kind of speaking codes. That vulnerability is real, but vulnerability yeah. is hard for women too. But it's that I mean, vulnerability is real with the men. They'd be like, I don't want to talk about that. But that's why I guide the questions. I don't, I know they want to do kind of open free. We let it be open free, but I still kind of guide the questions to kind of pull out what we need to pull out. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, it makes a lot of sense. And it's if you are out there and you're a listener, man, you got to check this show out because I feel like it's touching both aspects of it. Feel okay to For talk sure. about situations. Nobody can see you on the radio, right? Yeah. So call <laughs> in, you're doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so and I think it's genius to have when you say you have like the just the ten guys in the one, um, the one uh, female. Uh, just to be able to, because if you had like five and five, there'd be a whole bunch of arguing. It won't though. You know, you know why? And no, and there, it wasn't supposed to be that way. Those women were not supposed to be there. They were actually just my friends and my photographer, which was a male, he ended up bailing. So I had them stay and take pictures, but they knew the rules were the rules. Right. And then the for rules? my all, they couldn't talk. This ain't for you. This ain't on you, G. Chill. Right. We talking to these men right now. So when we did the women, same thing. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to have a male photographer. So he was there. So he's around taking pictures, but his ears is open. Right. You know, so when I thought about it, I said, maybe that's how we should do it. Have 10 men on a panel. And of course we need to, you know, come with our community too. We need to do one like that as well, but have these people on the panel and the people in the audience can't talk. Yeah. They just have to listen. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you need to listen, right. but you need to listen to understand, not just to respond. What's your advice for those people that like sit at home and they're listening, they can't open up and things like that. You know, they have problems with sharing Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very closed in, so they don't make those calls. They don't want to, like, be on any or talk <laughs> about it or, you know, put it up. How do you get those people to open up? Sometimes um, people are good behind a keyboard. So if you're there or you watch, you can listen into things like this. You can kind of tap into it. We can give some type of suggestions that you could just try at home. You don't always have to come out and and do things that's out of your comfort zone, but find out what's your comfort zone. Then we can meet you there. Right. We can't meet you where we don't know how to get to you. You know what I mean? So if you need something that that works best for you, that's the things that we have to get touched into. Right. Yes. I don't know if it's just I'm older or what, but I'm just not one of those people that likes to talk about it a lot. I feel like, you know, I close up a little bit and then I get real shy and red in the face. And I don't mean to do that shit, but it's like, you know what I mean? Almost so, like, so we would have to figure out we would have to figure out what's a way to communicate with you so it doesn't feel like so much pressure. Right. So you just really feel like, what's the best way to talk? Just a conversation, right? Right. Like, like, not like a really deep thing, but if we are all, or you could play games and everybody just kind of talk. Like, I got a lot of card games yeah. that will get to the truth on a lot of things. Yes. But um, you make it fun. You know, like, find yeah. out what's good for you. If you if you could talk, like, you talk about it with the game, with your boys, like you said, get some beers and just chopping it up. But you yeah. can kind of get a little more in depth, like say if we play a couple of these cards, you and her could just sit. I got a card game where you guys can just sit, pick cards, talk, ask questions, and it digs deep all at the same time. 
So yep. it doesn't make it feel like, oh shit, we got to have a conversation about my feelings. Yep. You know, for sure. I'm yeah, more, yeah. I, but I am more prone to, to open up to a guy than I am to a female, uh, because I feel like I can make it concise and quick. And I don't know. I just <clears throat> feel like a lot of moments that I've had with females, like there's a lot of judgment there or over opinionated situations where I'm like, Oh my God, I opened up a can of worms that I didn't yeah. want to open up. You know what I mean? But most yeah. times it's, it's not even what you ask for. Their opinion is shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people, everybody has a damn opinion about everything. Right. So if I'm telling you about me, why do you have a damn opinion about it? Right. So I'm not judging you for the shitty shit you doing, you know, or the nasty shit that you doing. Cause we all here out here living because, but if you talk it to the right person, the right person will make you feel like, damn, you, just said something you they may have learned something from you you know because the nine times out of ten we all trying to find our way so you may be doing something different in your marriage that may benefit my marriage or i could just take it and tweak it a little bit for us but i like what you guys did there you know what i mean so having these conversations most times is just to help us right not to hinder us so if there's somebody in there that's hella judgy they got more work to do yeah. yeah, they got more work to do, and we'll figure out that your ass is judgy to begin with, <laughs> and so, call you out on it. It's so funny because you're like, you're right. Like you talk to a guy, and like you would say something, and they'll be like, yeah, and then it's just kind of like over right there, right? Like yeah, they'll be like, yeah. So is that you what you need a sounding board? You don't need no kinda... conversation. <laughs> Sometimes I just think people need to talk or get something out. You know what I mean, and, and not just, hold it inside. Can you yeah. say that? Like, I just need to get this out. I don't need a response. Right. With a guy, I don't even have to say shit. I just got to be like, hey, listen, this is the situation. You know what I mean? The <laughs> yeah. situation happened. Boop, boop, boop. And then you're, yeah, we're you're talking done. about the basketball Yeah, game. exactly. <laughs> After that, you're talking about the game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Or smoking on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's simplistic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's simplistic. very easy. We'll give you a, that's crazy. Right. But yeah, what you been smoking on? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But the crazy part is, you probably had something to talk about that Absolutely. was with it, but y'all yeah. just let it just slide, and then it becomes a thing, and you don't even realize yeah. it became a thing. We need not to do that, right? Because it's almost like if you keep sweeping it under a rug, eventually the rug gonna do like this, and somebody gonna trip over it. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Like, why I keep tripping over this damn rug? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear that. So do you encompass any this with the services that you do? Is cannabis ever a part of any of this service that you provide? Cannabis probably kicked it off. Okay. <laughs> cannabis probably kicked it into high gear. And this is for two reasons. So I quit cold turkey for 10 years. Just I don't want to smoke anymore. Just woke up. I don't want to smoke anymore. So I didn't. And I used to always play around, like, let me hit it. And they'd be like, she fucking around. Like, don't, don't let her hit it. And one day, somebody who didn't know that I was fucking around, they asked it to me. And um, I felt like I needed to have a conversation with myself. So the therapeutic portion of it started with me. Right. I had to look within. And it was like, and it was sativa. So I was like, hell yeah. And it was like a passionate. And I don't know if you guys know what mirror work is. Mirror work is where you really look yourself in the mirror and you look yourself in the eyes and you have a conversation with that person on the inside of you. Because we all have that conversation in our head. We all have these things that you may not want to say out loud. You may not want nobody to judge you for. So you know everything about you and you have these said conversations in your head. Mm. Now it's time to have them out loud and it's time to probably give yourself some answers, probably some clarity, some vulnerability and an apology. 
Like, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I did to us. Or I'm, I have to forgive myself for all these things that I'm carrying with me. I need to let this shit go. I have to figure out different ways to live my life. Like, I literally had this conversation when I was like, let me get a little bit more of that weed. <laughs> And that's still like the ongoing joke because I, like I said, I still don't take much. But I'm like, let me get a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to give me a little bit. Yeah. And my little bit will last me a little bit of time. And then I'll come back and give me a little bit more. And that worked for me. <laughs> yeah. But I the bet second you that thing helps was, too with that exotic mates. <laughs> um, so I, I told you my mom passed. It's been a year. Yeah. And my mom, um, I mean, you, you, we have to be clear about things. We're pro- that's probably the reason why we did smoke growing up. But I knew what cannabis meant to her. So I felt like it would probably be in my best interest to create a legacy for her in the cannabis business. So I'm thinking like she had her own little candy store from the time we were fucking kids. But my mom still had a candy store and it was called Miss T's Snacks and Sex. So I'm like. Maybe because if I don't want to sell weed, weed, but I probably could. I don't know how it goes. Like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to start. But then I thought about like a whole ass edible brand for her. Mm-hmm. Right. Miss T's, whatever, you know, snacks and sex. So I started to like look into it. I started to do my research. I started coming to events, you know, and then Pearl just instantly invited me to that one event, which was mind blowing. I was in there like, what the fuck? This is so cool. Like to be around all these women, they were entrepreneurs, they were business owners, and they was in the industry. And I was like, I'm going to be 100 honest with you. Like I have not shopped at any dispensary except for Canastars. And I only shopped there because of the way you guys treated me when I came there. But I was boycotting. And I'm still lightweight boycotting because I felt like I went to jail for weed that I didn't even have. Right. You know, like I had these experiences. How do you make this right with people now that it's a billion dollar industry? And I just been standing on that. I'll go to go to the dispensary. Y'all go ahead. I'll be outside. I ain't giving them my fucking ID. (laughs) But I was there and I seen Rocky and she was just dope as fuck. Like first time I think they gave me a little bit. I'm like, oh, they nice up in here. A little bit. They gave me a little bit too. Came back. Just come on. Come on to the back. Let me show you. You know, it was just all love every time. So I was like, let me go ahead. Go home. Go and take my ID. Right. I, I mean, I think that that's something we always have to consider. That's never on the forefront of the, a lot of the cannabis businesses, which I feel like there's a lot of businesses out there that needs to get on board and really put a press on getting people out of jail for these crimes. We had a big announcement, didn't we? Like the president did a whole, like mm-hmm. he had a whole, Epic. He hired the best cinematographers to take this wonderful video <laughs> of him saying that he's going to let people out. Of we're going to expunge some records and burr, burr, burr. give them a percentage too. What is happening? Give them one percent. Turtle pace. Give them a point five percent. Something is because that percent gonna help. It's mm. gonna take off some of the you know pressure because I feel like I've been oppressed. <laughs> right. How do you help these people after they get out of here's here's another thing too. What's the rehabilitation after that kind of thing that happens to you in your life where you literally had your life half your life taken away for a plant, really, that people mm-hmm. are making billions of dollars off of right now? How do you rehabilitate your life after that? Because that has to be crushing. You've missed Absolutely. everything, right? Mm-hmm. So 
my God, how do we, what, how are we helping them after that? What's it's, you almost have to teach them what humanity even looks like anymore. All right. So what is compassion? Like, you know, have a lot of people, they come out, they're still this day old when they went in, when they get out and we expect them to be exactly where we are and as savvy as we are and the way the world is. And it's like, no, that they, they probably scared as hell. They don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. They kind of institutionalized. They used to somebody cooking for them, washing all their clothes. They go by a schedule. They like, you have to, we have to tap into their mind just as much as they have to try to chop into ours. Right. But we definitely have to show them what compassion looks like because they probably totally forgot. Yes. Yes. And I was just honestly today, I was just on TikTok for a moment. Like I sat down, got off my computer for a minute because you got to pull yourself away from work. Do not work eight hours straight. It sucks. Um, So you pull yourself back and I'm watching TikTok and it's um, gentlemen who are in penitentiaries just started coming up. Don't know why it was the trigger for that, but I ended up watching some videos and I'm like, this is a day-to-day process. If I had to watch watch this every day, mm, this I would have to do something like right now to yeah, like you can't do that fix the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the littlest things that we take for fucking granted, like yeah. an egg fucking sandwich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, man, let's do something. To get up big and go outside it. right now. Cause yeah. I want to get up and go outside right now. Listen, 40 tonsbrand.com. Check it out. If yeah, you guys have a moment and you want to donate some money to, um, people that are, that are, incarcerated right now for cannabis uh, crimes. Ridiculous. Um, man, donate. You can do that. That's something that you can actually That's do and give something back. Yeah, there's absolutely. t-shirts that you can, you know, pick up. You know, there's things you can do. If you're out there and you're just thinking, if there's nothing I can do, they can do it. Absolutely. But I'm with you, girl, on that. Yeah. yeah. 100. Like, yeah. I understand why you do it. And I, you know, honestly, I'm not even mad at you. And I mean, the cannabis. <laughs> but I was like, on the flip side, if I can't, if, if it's not going to go my way, I, why not join them? And why not make it have something that has some meaning behind it? You know what I mean? Cause I know my mom, my, let me tell you, my mom was just a brag on us. Like, and we never, you know, you never think you did anything. So I'm like, my kids is the shit. Right. You know, and she used to always say that. So I'm like, if I do something in her name with something that she like, I know she got straight to heaven and told Jesus, I'm going to need three blunts a day. <laughs> <laughs> I know this for a fact. Or God already knew when she got there and just had her pluck right. with the weed man up there because that was really her motto. Like, I need three blunts a day. That right she always so I, and I'm gonna need my son to roll it and you know let it sit right there till I'm ready for it. Hell yeah, that's <laughs> dope. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We appreciate you hopping on with us. I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on. No, this is super been dope. A fucking, uh, it's been a joy. Uh, but before we get you out of here, um, we know you only do a little bit, at, you know, a, a little at a time. But when you do smoke, what you been smoking though? I don't know. I don't know. It's just whatever they gave you. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> because you heard her say she's traditional market. They, they, know, they know exactly what I like. They know I do not like OG. You just more sativa. Oh, my God. Do not like OG. Do not sit me down because I thought something was wrong with me. I would eat and go straight to sleep. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sleeping my life away. I'm about to quit. I'm about to quit. Right. And they yeah. thought it was so funny. Like, we accidentally gave you a little bit of OG. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, but like, I like a, the mixture. The hybrid is cool, too. You know what I mean? Because then you can be cool and mellow. But for the most part, that's what I like. Hell yeah. What you been smoking on, Rocky? Um, most recently, some Fino Exotic. Oh, yeah. Um, that sound exotic. <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess good. the peanut butter was a breath or something like that. Yeah. Um, 
really, really good nice. stuff. What about you, Jerome? Uh, some Tahoe OG from Kine. Oh, that's yes. such a good strain, man. Yeah. 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 Don't sleep on that kind, man, <laughs> especially when you hit them deals at Planet 13. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so listen, folks, uh, if you wanted to learn, if you do want to learn anything more about the topics that we were talking to about today, Tasha, what's the best way they can contact you? Um, I'm on Instagram, Ms. Love Doctor, M-I-Z-Z-L-O-V-E-D-O-C-T-O-R. And you can contact me, inbox me, um, and we can chit chat. Awesome. How do people listen to your show? What time? Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on Hot 702.5. We do stream live on Facebook, but you can download the app, um, Apple Music, um, what's the girl name, Siri, and all that good stuff. Oh, shit. That's what that's you got to do, people. That's where we're at. And, like, listen, I got one of them little round things in every portion of my home. It's crazy. Um, but that's the way things are. And check it out. If you are wanting to find out more about uh, High Bud Tenders podcast, please follow us on all things social media at High Bud Tenders. You can also find us at www.highbudtenders.com. If you do want to listen to the podcast, podcast forward slash podcast. If you want to buy a t-shirt or pick up some merchandise forward slash shop. We appreciate you all for listening. When I say that, I mean that. We mean that from the bottom of our hearts. (laughs) We thank you all for listening. And as always, uh, stay high, butt tenders. Peace. Make it, I'm sorry. I said I love my city. But I don't think you hear me, though. I said I love my city.